0: It is 18 minutes before the hour here on the Trottle Arch Radio Show. We're pleased to be on studio with Steve McDonald. Can't figure out a French pronunciation for that. But. McDonald. McDonald, oui, oui, oui. McDonald.
1: <laughs> Call me Francois. <laughs> uh,
0: he is with the New Media Militia, brought to us this morning by Paul R.R. R. Martineau. I think you're going to like this guy, Martineau. Have you heard my, my reads for him?
1: I don't, um, yes, I have.
0: So he's yes, running for alderman in Manchester Ward 2. And as a welfare commissioner, going through the last 15 years, he actually reduced city spending by half a million bucks. It's like a 25% cut in his budget. It's huge.
1: That's impressive.
0: And he did it without really depriving people of services. He made liberal use of um, Manchester's 80 social service agencies and uh, state resources to make sure people went to where they were supposed to go and didn't come to the city, which was only supposed to provide emergency assistance for ongoing assistance. That's a big cut. The
1: department will miss him.
0: No, the taxpayer will <laughs> miss him.
1: Well, Yeah.
0: He eliminated a couple positions in his department, which saved a hundred, hundreds of thousands of dollars in salaries and benefits over the years. And he and his staff returned over $2.5 million to the city treasury. That's a combination of unspent funds and... Prior uncollected revenues. How about that? He says, as Alderman in Ward 2, Paul Martineau will continue to work for efficiencies in government as well as work on the opioid crisis, neighborhood safety, education, property taxes, infrastructure, and economic development. If you have any questions for Paul, or would you like to learn more about what he's done and what he says he'll do? Give them a call at four nine three sixteen fifty two. That's 493 1652. Or find them online at pmartino65 at yahoo.com. That's pmartino65 at yahoo.com. Good morning, Steve. Hey, I got a question. I probably have an answer.
1: If uh, panhandling is protected by the First Amendment, why aren't bake sales?
0: Well, I have a better question. If panhandling is protected by the First Amendment, how can Londonderry get away with telling its athletes they can't uh, in any way represent an American flag during a pep rally?
1: Well, actually, that was the second thing I was going to say. But Mm -hmm. I'm wondering about that whole baking thing, because it's a freedom of association sort of issue. You you mix the ingredients, you share them with people, they give you money. It's a lot like panhandling, only you're exchanging a good... You know, So it's right. very similar. I think somebody That's ought to address that. My other thing was, I was going to say that uh, as soon as I leave the studio and go home, since I don't work on Mondays, I'm going to invest some of my time making the the town of Londonderry, the school board in the high school, feel uncomfortable about their stand on the American <laughs> flag. So,
0: <laughs> well, we've, so you know, we've, we've, we've posted the story and pinned it to the top of the Draw At Large radio show page. Right, so and, and I'll be like linking to, to that, and it? we'll be yeah. sharing
1: that around the internet today. I mean, and, uh, really,
0: a publicly funded high school is now going to protect people's uh, sensibilities by depriving athletes of the opportunity to carry their country's flag at a pep rally.
1: And in case you don't think this might not have any weight, I'm going to send it to a couple of national conservative websites who have writers that I have a relationship with who might be keenly interested in sharing your thoughts about the American flag with the whole country.
0: Our, our thanks to the loyal listeners and our audience who brought it to our attention.
1: Absolutely. These are the people you need. I ask people all the time to send me stuff. You, yeah. I mean, you can't be everywhere. You can't see everything. You need a little help. So mm-hmm. we appreciate that.
0: Yes. So, Steve, other than bake sales and banned flags, what's on your agenda this well, morning? Well, you
1: know, we should talk about UNH because on September 8th, the Presidential Task Force on Campus Climate released a report titled Developing and Sustaining Inclusive Excellence and a Safe, Healthy, Equitable Campus Community. This is basically their uh, double down, all in on the diversity movement. <laughs> So, um, UNH, and this is, there's, if you read this report, there's quotes from, from Huddleston who came out when we had the bias language guide and said, oh, no, no, free speech is a big deal. Well, if you read his quotes in here, you're going to see, well, that was just some political cover,
0: I think. So. Ah, uh, yeah, um, you mean, you mean no, no. saying ain't so. <laughs> it's not so. We it's, have uh, former Hooks at School Board member John Liskars this morning calling in about the flag issue. Good morning, John.
2: Good morning, guys. Great to hear your discussion this morning, I, and I love your patriotism as well as I. A great patriotism for our flag. So uh, when Rich reported the story this morning, I sent an email to the acting superintendent of Londonderry to find out what was going on, and uh, he has gotten right on, on top of the issue. Um, it was a misunderstanding mm-hmm. by the guy that organized the pep rally, and they're making sure it gets clarified. They, they're they not against um, display the flag. They just want to make sure it's displayed. Displayed in the appropriate fashion, so they're um, they're they're making sure that the, uh, the the rules for displaying flags, which are um, posted by a veterans group, I, I forget what. It, the actual languages but i posted it on your website rich so you your your uh, listeners could yeah. have a look at it but uh well, no, and I'm, 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 I'm seeing that you've done that theory, now john
0: please. but i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say i'm looking at the letter that got sent home to parents and it unequivocally says no use of the american flag do not wear carry present the american flag on the floor
2: I have a feeling that was done by the organizer, and now it's being straightened out by the superintendent because he's got word of
0: it. Yeah, that that ain't a mistake. That was someone who banned the flag, and I'm glad to see that Londonderry's acting superintendent is uh, going to correct that post-haste. Yep. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Because you have kids kids that go to uh, Londonderry, right?
2: Well, actually, uh, Rich, I had a son who graduated from Londonderry last year, and he's decided this year to... Uh, partake in the uh, Army ROTC program at the okay. University of Colorado, Ooh. Colorado Springs. So so that's why I know that Londonderry is very patriotic. They really support the flag. So I was really surprised to see that letter. I was shocked,
1: actually.
0: See, not only did a member of our large and loyal listening audience bring this to our attention, a member of our large and loyal listening audience scared them to death and got it fixed. John, thanks for the call.
1: I appreciate it. I know
0: I
2: have right, a lot guys, of a great day. today. Thank you. <laughs>
0: so, oh, I think it's still a story because, frankly, It's still um, a story. Well, you know what? Of course it's still a story. So the organizer... Where's the principal in all this?
1: Well, the, the what made him do this? Or her? We have to... You know, we don't want to be them. Whatever. And I think things like no, this... No, it's a him. It's, it's a, a Mr...
0: Him. I can't I can't read it cuz the, the it's to J U S T E R Mr. Juster and the Pep Rally team.
1: The Pep Rally team. Well, rally this team. stuff comes out it's of Pep Rally team. Every, all all the nonsense that we're facing comes from the White Tower, the university campus culture that's been building this agenda of theirs, this uh, diversity movement which is really not about diversity at all. And and here we have this document which was released last week. And uh, so you could get things like this, thus promoting diversity <laughs> is no longer simply a question of answering our moral and social responsibilities, but a matter of academic and institutional excellence. So UNH is making the diversity movement a characteristic of their brand. It's what they are about. It is as important or more important than the actual reason they exist, which is to teach people skills. Yeah. Right? Now, we know of a few other universities that have tipped off to the left a little bit too far, you know, Mizzou, Evergreen, Middlebury College, Berkeley, places like that, where they have riots and they have to spend $600,000 on security so that Ben Shapiro, who is a short Jewish man who is brilliant, can just speak for 25 minutes. This is ridiculous. All right. But here we go. This is the, the kind of language that they're using. Diversity is not a destination exclusively reached by increasing the numbers of students, faculty, and staff from historically underrepresented communities. Diversity is also about changing mindsets and creating and fostering a campus climate in which all UNH community members are safe, thrive, succeed, and experience a sense of belonging for our students to become engaged critical citizens they must graduate with skills that allow them to negotiate the complex territory of nationalism and interdependence of difference and my page just moved commonality there <laughs> it goes the report states before asking how do we how do we as a university uh, how do we as university communities move closer to this goal the answer to develop and make visible a process whereby students can become globalist thinkers and global Humanists.
0: Oh, yay!
1: So there's a lot of this rubbish in there, um, and and I've linked the report at uh, graniterock.com. I, I will make sure that Rich has a copy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> of the PDF, um, if Josh wants to, he can go over to granitegrass.com so, and is grab it. a copy right now. This is
0: U- This is the. Uh, this is coming out of UNH.
1: This is coming right out of UNH. They yeah. are pretty much rubber stamping this whole idea that this is critical. It's a pillar of the institution. It's so important that they cannot teach without it. Now. I've talked about free speech a little bit. I've talked well, you know, about how this thinking affects free speech, right. and this is a huge problem moving forward. Well, you know what future. else is a
0: problem? I don't know if you heard my discussion this morning about having taken the Manchester police exam over the weekend. I missed that one. Okay. Well, <clears throat> it was, uh, you know, when they introduced the test, they said, look, these are all skills that you will need as a Manchester police officer. It's basic math computation, basic uh, English grammar, basic uh, reading comprehension, and and the ability to write a sentence, sentence structure. Now, I Mike tests get scored relatively early in the process, so I don't know if this trend held throughout the 150 people that were there. But as of the first 20 of them, 40% of them walked out the door having failed the written exam on questions like, "Here's a definition, and here's a situation, or uh, well, here are three definitions, and here's a situation. Which definition matches the situation? You know, uh, can you, you know, in one sentence, tell me who the victim is?" or what the perpetrator looked like, or whatever. Or, gee, you know, Officer Bob picked up you know, three suspects. One had eight dollars bills. Another had six $100 bills. One had $200 bills, and they did the same for 50 and 20 Who had the most money? Now, people were failing this. Now, I don't think the people who are applying to be police officers are stupid, but I can definitely take a look at how we're teaching kids math and English today, especially in the elementary grades, and go, I was sitting there thinking to myself, literally, there's not enough time to answer 20 of those basic computation tests uh, questions in 20 minutes if they got to sit there and draw the circles of common core math. It doesn't work. So now we've got universities apparently abandoning, which they probably long ago did as a general rule, the same uh, development of academic skills that kids, when they graduate, can apply to whatever job might exist in 20 years or whatever it is they want to do, period, end of story. How do you stop this? I don't know what the answer is. I really don't. It's like a tidal wave. it's mimetic theory. it's swallowing everything
1: you would you would like to think that um, the market which is working in some regard. Keene, of course, has announced that it's got a $5 million deficit. Uh, Evergreen. Well, apparently they've been millions.
0: doing <laughs> Common Core math.
1: They have. And, uh, so, and the reason is enrollment. Students just aren't enrolling in these colleges when they have these, these riots, or they, they make the press, or they make the national news for students disrupting this, or stopping that, or, you know. And, and that all comes from this culture that they're creating where everybody's a victim. Everybody's best supposed to be special, but nobody really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so these kids get upset or feel like they can just go out and wreck stuff because, hey, you know, they're kids, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and they don't think there's a consequence for that. And there really hasn't been. Now, Berkeley did a pretty decent job with ben shapiro yeah. they gave the police permission to pepper spray anybody who got out of hand there were only nine arrests all, all of a sudden uh, a
0: show of force by the police uh, and there's peace in the streets without the cops do their job
1: uh, you Well, know? uh, so, I mean, go away that really does work you have to arrest these people. by the way i have and, an amazing
0: uh, clip that i sent to josh that we didn't get to this morning of ben shapiro interacting with a kid over uh, who questioned him on abortion
1: oh i saw that yeah, yeah that's really good phenomenal i also clip. posted um it'll be airing tomorrow one, Josh. like the last five minutes of his speeches on granite rock.com and then i posted the entire video under Underneath that as well if you want to listen to the whole thing it's about 25 minutes plus a q a it's good stuff um because he is so brilliant he's so fast on his feet he just knows he has the answers he has the conservative answers and he just asks the questions of the questioners why is that this way in your mind because this is what What you said means it's fascinating stuff to listen to, even if you don't love the guy just the way he's a lawyer, obviously, but as he engages these people in these conversations, he makes them think about the thing they just said and why it doesn't really make a lot of sense. So uh, check that out. Um, We really won't have time to get into some more of the stuff I wanted to talk about, but um, I'll give you you a couple extra minutes. New Hampshire needs to consider the possibility as UNH proceeds in a committed way down this road. If it needs to do anything to protect students' rights, real rights, About right here. to speech, right to association, conservative groups, um, bringing in speakers, you know, if if things go the way they have at other colleges, we're going to begin to have problems when a, a Republican group at a college brings in a conservative speaker who's controversial, right. and we have to pay massive sums of money for security, okay? That's ridiculous. There's no reason for that. We're not there yet, but- this is the seed that germinates. That so you need to be aware of it. The legislature needs to think about it because it's obvious. On a lot of states, not a lot, not enough have come out and, and written laws that protect free association, uh, the rights of religious groups, things right. like that. We just need to have it on on our minds. It's important.
0: No, and I agree. But you know what? The the, the true mark of a campus should not be whether or not um, the the number of men versus women although most campuses now are significantly higher numbers of women than men mm. so happy hunting boys um oh that's going to get me in trouble it is uh you know their color their international status they're this they're that their other thing the mark of a successful campus in my opinion is on whether or not there is a diversity of thought whether there is an exchange of opinions whether there is a vigorous debate and that can be had whether or not, regardless of your race color creed gender or anything else it ought to be the value of the ideas and it ought to be the mission of the organization to foster the skills necessary to present those ideas to develop them to argue them to learn from them to understand how to support them factually etc 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 that to me is the hallmark of a successful college campus not whether or not you, you know you look like the polyglot that's become America, and um but we all think alike. you know the Borg you know the Borg assimilates every culture that it wants to and adds their distinctiveness to their own, but they all do and say the same thing. We are the Borg, right? Is that what college campuses are? Is it about assimilating people to an indoctrinated an, an indoctrinated point of view? teaching kids how to think? Ought to be the mission, not teaching them what to think.
1: Oh, I've said that so many times. And they need to teach classic argumentation, you know, the ability to debate a point even though you disagree with it and to respect the point based on its premise and, its, and, and the argument itself. Exactly. Not, not to just say, well, I don't want to hear what your side is. I'm going to throw some rocks and burn some stuff because you're hurting my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> well, what about the – property owners whose feelings you hurt when you burned their stuff you don't care about them, yeah. right i mean yeah. honestly
0: yeah yeah so and uh it's just it's it's frustrating and i've got kids who are looking at college right now and uh it's it's incredibly frustrating and back on the gender thing i mean you've got campuses that are actually like making a big a big issue now that we're 50 percent men and women as if that's a selling point versus and a lot of them i'm telling you most of the ones we're looking at are 60 40.
1: Well, if you look at the UNH report, male. go through the UNH report. They have a breakdown of ethnicity yeah. of faculty and students, yeah, yeah. and the state. And they're talking about spending a lot of money to bring in more people of different races and ethnicities to you know round out the university. Even though New Hampshire is ninety percent white, right. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, it's it, it at the end of that report. There's a long list of contacts and agencies. And you have to understand these are all administrative-level agencies. Yep. They are all sucking up resources, all backed up by taxpayer money, and yep. that's why tuition keeps going up. Well,
0: you know what? If they actually evaluated kids based on their abilities and not based on all these other uh, alleged factors of diversity, my guess is that the, that the population would be naturally diversified along those other lines if they actually were taking a look at um, – uh, kids' academic records and evaluating them based on how they present themselves. That's my guess.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right. And not every kid needs to go to college. Let's face it.
0: No, as Jimmy LaHoo pointed out in his questionnaire, you know, we right. got a million and a half unfilled jobs across the country in the in the skilled trades. Those kids need to be paid. Even attention professors
1: to of too. left-handed albino studies need to <laughs> have their pipes fixed, have their <laughs> wiring checked. We have things. Their cars they need to be repaired.
0: Alrighty, folks. Tomorrow, we are going to uh, be in studio until we can't be. Jim Gaudette will join us, as will the Granite United Way. Dr. Jeffrey Zarnick will be riding shotgun for most of the show, or at least the last hour for the entire team here at Drought at Large. I am your talk to you out of time host, Rich Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. Until tomorrow, be good, be well. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. We're proud to have in the audience. Thanks for being there. Please remember our sponsors. Give them the first opportunity to earn your business and let them know you heard about them on Drought at Large. It matters. Be good, everyone.